Praise the name of the Lord. This is D.K. Grooms with Rock Solid Truth, and I'm so glad that each and every one of you have joined with us tonight. Praise the Lamb of God. What a glorious day that it has been, and we are so excited about what God is doing in the midst of his people. We want to thank you for joining us wherever you are in the country or wherever you are in the world. We are pleased to have you, and thank you for inviting us into your home. We count it a blessing. Amen. Tonight we are starting a brand new series tonight, and I've entitled it, The Love of God May Be Your Problem. Let me say that again. The love of God may be your problem. Look at Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. I pray that you have brought your Bible so that you can follow along with me. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with hope, the fullness of God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you and praise you today. Thank you, Lord, for this morning's message, and thank you, Lord, for those who were gathered together to hear your word. Thank you, Lord, for those that participated throughout the entire world as we gave forth your word of God. We'll give you all the praise tonight. I ask you to touch the hearts of those that have gathered in today that the mighty name of Jesus shall be exalted and all of God's people said. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. When I say the love of God may be your problem, what I mean by that is that you may have an issue understanding the love of God. And if you have an issue concerning your understanding of the love of God, the Word of God tells you that you will not be filled with the fullness of God. What does the Scripture say? The Scripture says that you may be able to comprehend or understand and then notice what it says. It says, with all things. In other words, every child of God is supposed to understand four things. Breadth, the length, the depth, and the height of God's love. And if you don't understand it, if you don't understand the love of Christ in these four arenas or in these four dimensions, and if it does not pass knowledge, then the Word of God says that you will not be filled with the fullness of God. So when I'm speaking about the love of God, please note that it's the love of God where all things work out of. And it's here where I lose a great deal of people because many of God's people feel they already know about the love of God. And yet the fact of the matter is that if they did know about the love of God, they would be filled with the fullness of God and not be having the problem that they're dealing with concerning the love of God. The same people who feel that they know about the love of God also speak about the judgments of God that are on this earth. They speak about sickness and disease that God brings to us to teach us what he wants us to learn, such as patience or obedience. They speak about what the Lord gives and then takes away because of our disobedience. 
It speaks about blessings that flow because of obedience and blessings that stop and are hindered because of disobedience. These same people blame God for sickness, blame God for the deaths of children, blame God for the deaths of spouses, blame God for disaster, and then call it an act of God. They relate to love with this kind of comprehension or this kind of understanding. Well, let me tell you what understanding has to do with what I've just been thinking about. They're dealing with love that's birthed out of fear. What does that mean? It means that the love of God that God gives, the love that God gave in perfection, has now been polluted and contaminated with fear and terror, and fear and terror brings torment. You see, here lies the greatest problem in which all other problems flow out of. The misunderstanding and confusion, not understanding the kind of love that God has for us. When you come to this reality, when you come to this understanding of God's love, let me tell you what it does. It changes you. It transforms you. It converts you. And it does it painlessly and immediately and does it in such a way that you will never, ever, ever be the same again. A tremendous amount of things drop off simply because you understand God's love. And they drop off because you've been brought to the revelation and the understanding of four dimensions of God's love. Breadth, length, depth, and height. I remember years ago when I read the scripture, and I thought to myself, I don't know whether I know his love in these four dimensions or not. I believe that I had a revelation sense knowledge of God's love. I believe that I understood how much he did love me, but it didn't pass my intellectual knowing. I understood that God loved me, for God so loved the world that he gave his only big out son, but it did not pass my intellectual knowing. It did not reach into these four places of completeness. In America, we use the word love to define everything. I love my kids. I love my husband. I love my dogs. Are you getting that, brother? And I love chocolate. I guess that would pertain to Sister Cheryl as well. But in the Greek, there are four definitions or four understandings of love. Number one is a filial love. It's a brotherly love, a friendship love. Then there's a love called starde. It's a love between parents and children. And a strong love, especially between mothers and children. Then there's a sexual love called eros. That's a lustful love that is communicated between a man and a woman. And then there's God's kind of love, which is agape. And very few of God's people understand this kind of love. Turn to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. 
Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. Paul is praying a prayer to the Ephesian church. Listen to what he says. So this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. And he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. Here's the Paul. Here's the prayer that he's praying, that you might be able to understand, comprehend, breadth, length, depth, and height of God's love. In other words, God has four tremendous perfections. Love in the perception of breadth, love in the perception of length, love in the perception of depth, and love in the perception of height. It has nothing to do with the perception of seeing or hearing or feeling. I'll say that again. It has nothing to do with the perception of seeing, hearing, touching, or feeling. Love is about the perception perception of being immersed in his love, which is agape, and that love changing you and transforming you simply because of you understanding that love. You see, I believe that really to have understanding of God's love, to really comprehend the breadth, length, depth, and height of God's love, I believe that you need a revelation. I'll say that again. I believe that you need a revelation from the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit can reveal unto you these four perceptions. Look at verse 19. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge. First of all, if you think that you can think it, feel it, grasp it, you're not getting it. Because it has to pass your knowledge. In other words, it has to come from out of the depths of your heart, reveal them to you through the unction of the Holy One. Because here's what it will do when you come and understand these four perceptions. It will fill you with the fullness of God. That's what it will do. In other words, it will fill you with the fullness of God. All that God has, all that God is, it will fill you to the top and brimming over. Here's one of the greatest promises in the Word of God. And that promise is that if you will know the love of Christ, if you will comprehend the love of Christ, if you will understand the kind of love that God has, it will fill you with the force of God. Here's Revelation. If you're not walking in the fullness of God, 
if you're not overflowing with the love of God manifesting in you, if you do not understand how much God loves you, then the result that is taking place in your life is simply because you're not filled with the fullness of God. And your lifestyle is reflecting that. Because that's what the Word of God says. Now, that's not a come down, and that's not a, and that's not a condemnation point. It's just a matter of fact. The Word of God tells you that when you understand each core perception, and you know a good, a good test would be, if we wasn't online, if we were, if we were in a place, a meeting place, and I was looking at you face-to-face, and I would ask you this question. I would say, explain to me the breadth of God's love. Explain to me the depth of God's love. Explain to me the height of God's love. Because that would make you look beyond your intellectual understanding and need to find an answer coming from the Holy Spirit that's going to bring you to the revelation that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. You see, because the Word of God is very clear. If you don't know this kind of love as defined in Ephesians 3.18, as the breadth, length, depth, and height, then it's quite clear what your problem is. The problem that exists in your life. So the Word of God is very clear. The fullness of God only comes through the knowledge that you have concerning the breadth, length, and depth, and height of God's love for you. I need to say that again. The problem in your life that exists in your life, it's very clear. The fullness of God only comes through the knowledge that you have, knowing the breadth, length, depth, and height of God's love for you. It doesn't come through prayer. It doesn't come through fasting. It does not come through your endeavor to walk in holiness. It does not come through faith. It does not come because of your commitment to him. It comes through your understanding or your comprehending of how much God loves you. I'm not talking about how much you love him. I'm not talking about how much you're committed to him or how much you sacrifice for him. I'm talking about his love for you. And the promise of God is that when you understand how much he loves you, it'll fill you with the fullness of God. It'll fill you with the benefits of God, the joy, the peace, the patience, all of the things that the Holy Spirit has. You see, our hearts cry out for a revelation of God's love. We pray and we prevail, and we cry out and we say, oh, God, show me a revelation of your love. And I guarantee you that when you get a revelation of his love, then that understanding will fill you with the fullness of God, which will be a byproduct of that understanding. Understanding, comprehending with all the saints, how much God loves you. 
Now, let me bring to you this revelation. Look at Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Fear not, little flock. For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Notice what the word says. It is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The word good pleasure in the Greek is yoki gai el, and it means that the Father is willing in fact, it pleases the Father to give you the kingdom. The word kingdom in the Greek is basalaia, and it means to rule or reign. So this is what the scripture is saying. Fear not, little flock, for it's the pleasure of the Father. It pleases the Father for you to rule and reign in his kingdom. That's what the word says. That's what the word means. Now look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision. So in other words, what was prevalent in the Old Testament means absolutely nothing in the New Testament. But what does matter in the New Testament is that faith works out of love. Without love, faith doesn't work. How much does faith work if you have revelation of breadth, length, depth, and height? I will tell you the mountain will be removed. When you have understanding of the breadth, length, depth, and height of agape love, of God's agape love, when you have understanding of that, then your faith is going to work tremendously simply because faith works out of love. I wonder how many of us have allowed circumstances and situations to blind us concerning the love that God has for us. I'm talking about situations and circumstances that blind us because we believe that God is not concerned about what's taking place in our lives. That God is unconcerned about what is taking place in our daily lives. And our thinking goes to this kind of a realm. Well, God is moving in his time. There's a season for this and there's a season for that. And when God gets around to it, it will come to pass because my time means nothing to him. I wonder how many have been sidelined by those thoughts and that kind of thinking, thinking. Where our faith is hindered simply because our lack of understanding of love. And we've been blinded by those things that are taking place all around us simply because we don't have understanding of God's law. Look at Psalms chapter 35, verse 27. Psalms 35, verse 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad. 
that favor my righteous cause, yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. You know, the word of God is saying is that God finds pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And God is not pleased with my poverty or your poverty. When revelation comes, supply is released. When comprehension comes, when understanding comes, supply is released. And that supply is always released to meet our needs. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Father, I want to thank you today for your word. What an awesome revelation. I stand in the place of privilege, Lord. And that place of privilege is for me to give forth that which you have implanted in my heart and for that which is in my heart to go forth and to bring forth and to make flowers bloom in the desert. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the midst of your people. I thank you, Lord, that even though things may look dim, they are not dim. Even though things may look like nothing is moving, there is a tremendous move that is taking place. Flowers are starting to pop up out of dry and parched ground. The righteous are given a song. The song proclaims the glory of the Lord. We thank you and praise you, Lord, for what you're doing through this ministry, throughout Rock Solid Truth. This is G.K. Grooms with Rock Solid Truth. You go with God, and I will tell you, he will surely go with you. Amen.